0: Welcome and thank you for joining us for the Church by the Glades podcast. If you would like more information about Church by the Glades, including service times and directions, visit cbglades.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. What What up, 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 Church by the Glades? What's happening? You guys are awesome. I tell you, every time I come here and I get that welcome, I can't wait to hear myself preach. But anyway, like, I want to start by welcoming everybody joining us all around the world online. We know we got Day CI, we got Homestead, we got Lake Worth Beach, we got Kansas City, Oklahoma City, LA, Dubai, New Mexico. Let's just give a hand clap for everybody joining us all around the world online. You guys are awesome. It is good to be in sunny South Florida. <laughs> Y'all's marketing department is really good, you know what I'm saying? But uh, no, it is great. I, I love man. I love coming preaching to Church by the Glades. For those of you guys that may be new, I know it's Christmas season, so a lot of you guys may be guests, maybe a family member invited you, said you need to get to church. And so my name is Scott Williams. I bring you greetings from the great state of Oklahoma, the city of Oklahoma City, and I'm kind of like a guest that's not a guest. I'm a part of the family, and I'm gonna go ahead and warn you guys in advance. I either speak really fast or you listen really slow. But anyway, like, so. But, but here's the deal. Like, But if you're here today... And you're falling asleep in service because I see some of y'all. So either A, man, we hope and pray for you because the hangover that you have. Or B, you worked an overnight shift because you should stay awake today. You know what I'm saying? But um, we're, we're going to have lots of fun. And the, the crazy thing about, about Church by the Glaze like, and the awesome thing is that, man, Everything that God is doing here in Fort Lauderdale its just amazing. All the people that you're reaching. Man, I'm telling you, I I preach at churches around the world. And what's happening at Church by the Glaze, this ain't normal. And you guys are blessed with some great pastors great leaders. Just give a, a hand clap to your pastors and the leadership that you're under. And, and, and in this Christmas season, like next week is the next week is the big shebang. It's the finale. It's Christmas AI. And I know some of you guys like you're excited about Christmas AI, man. Some of you guys like you're looking forward to having Alan Iverson show up, you know what I'm saying? Baggy shorts, cornrows. And some of you guys like you have no idea what AI is, and you're gonna be upset when Alan Iverson's not on stage next week. But, but AI is artificial intelligence. And I just want to tell you guys like, one thing about AI, kind of maybe some of my older folks that don't know, my vintage folks, and, but, but AI, artificial intelligence, what it is, is taking human intelligence and putting it through like computers and it's doing amazing things. And I know some people are a little skeptical. I don't want no AI over doing this chat GPT is of the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. And I was going to tell you guys, like, I remember, like, I'm old enough to remember, like, when the internet first started, right? Like, I was literally in college. I'm in college. And we're in our dorms, and our RAs come and say, hey, they got this new thing in the library. It's called the internet. And it's on three computers, and you can search the World Wide Web. We're like, really? Like, what is that? Like, no more microfilm. And back then, everybody thought it was of the devil. And some of you guys may still agree it's of the devil. But anyway, (laughs) but... AI is really, it's a new tool that, man, I really think if we step into the technology, it's really cool, all that God can do through it. I happen to sit on the, the board of a university here in Florida, uh, Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. And one of the things that, man, I'm really encouraged by is that our leadership is challenging our professors and our leaders to look at things differently about how we challenge students to use, you know, chat GPT and AI. Because some of you, some of your students right now, you're like, I wish that our school would look at it like that. Because you're praying every time you turn that paper that ChatGPT wrote for you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and the problems that it's figured out. But, but nonetheless, you'll want to make sure that you be here next week. Next week is going to be amazing. And, and I'm just going to tell you guys, I know you're going into the holiday season. It's stressful for some. And, and by, by a show of hands, how many of you guys have not bought any Christmas gifts yet? Not bought any Christmas gifts? Shout out to you guys. How many of you guys have been sh- done shopping for a month? month? Okay. How many of you guys are still just going to figure out what you can get on Amazon last minute? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's everybody, right? I mean, Amazon is crazy. Amazon said in 24, they're going to start delivering cars to you. You know what I'm saying? You got Prime, a car's going to show up at your door in two days. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, I I thought I'm gonna go ahead and bless you guys with something, I'm not gonna charge you for this, but a little something you can try during the holiday season because sometimes the holiday is stressful and so I'm just gonna give you a few things that you can talk about with your family and friends when you're around the holiday table or you're in the living room kind of hanging out or you're watching the games or whatever. Here's a few things that will really spice things up because you you gotta make sure that you keep some energy during the holiday season. The first thing that you should talk about, you should talk about politics. Like I really encourage you guys to to really just talk about in politics. Just encourage you to have those great conversations and then if that doesn't work, just go ahead and start talking about pronouns you start talking about pronouns and what does that mean and grandma and grandpa not gonna have any idea like you know, start having those conversations right and then a really good one if those don't shake it up a little bit is, is just have a debate about who the greatest is who's the goat between LeBron James and Michael Jordan now I know I'm like you it shouldn't be a debate but you're gonna have some young folks in your family that are special that for some reason believe that LeBron is better than Jordan all my folks that know it's Jordan and there's no debate just make some noise And that was really just for my son that's on the front row because I'm sick of having this argument with him. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to talk about it no more. But, uh... (laughs) You know, as, as, a, as a speaker, when you're speaking, like, especially either before Easter or before Christmas, like, it's like, you always try to ask the question, what can I do to do the setup to the main event? Because the main event is next week, right? The main event, Easter, like, it's going to be, so I always seem to preach that week before, so I'm looking at what are the different things that, that, that I could tie into, what's a story that may tie into what's going on and what we're looking at with Christmas next week and the Christmas story, because many of you guys, you know the Christmas story. If you don't, just ask a neighbor, but it will be presented in a new way that will give you some fresh revelation, that's the goal with the Christmas story and so for me I'm trying to think I was in the depths of contemplation of what I would speak to you today and I was thinking about like what is something that can weave the timeless thread of the Christmas story and of Jesus and the birth and 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 his ministry here on this earth but then also maybe something from the Old Testament that would tie in there And so what I'm going to preach on and speak on today is from Jeremiah 1. If you have your Bibles with you today, you can open it up to Jeremiah 1. It will also be on the screen there. But I think what this does is really taps into the omniscience, in other words, the ever-knowing presence of our God and what he knew about Jeremiah and spoke to his life, but more importantly, what he's going to speak about your life. And so next week we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And every single one of us, like, we have a birthday that, that we celebrate. Like, we all have a birthday that we celebrate. And you're celebrating your birthday is amazing. But I'm going to tell you something that's more important for you to celebrate, and that's celebrating understanding why you were born. What's your mission is? Why God put you here? Because I promise you, some of you guys, you're sitting on the sidelines of life of what God has for you and what he wants you to do. And some of you say, well, I'm just too old and we're going to look at Jeremiah's life. And he will highlight that it's never too, he's never too old. Like it was, a, it was 40 years in his ministry before he began to really fulfill what God had spoke to him. And I'm going to preach today and I'm telling you, if you will open your spiritual eyes and you will open your spiritual ears, this will change your life today, for those of you guys that are online, DCI and Homestead. I mean, Jeremiah's ministry was a 40-year ministry about faithfulness and courage, and he, he confronted the opposition, and he, he really challenged that day, and it was a warning of judgment. It was a critique to false prophets. It sounds like we could use what Jeremiah was speaking then today, but it was also a message of, of hope and a message of restoration in the midst of diversity and adversity, And his prophetic mission was to bring the people back to God and to convey God's plans for their future. And that's my hope today is that I can do that. So Jeremiah 1, I read the whole thing. I'm not going to preach the whole thing. I'm actually going to preach on one verse. For some reason, God has just continued to do this the last three times that I preached here. But I thought it was important that I highlight at least these six verses and then we'll unpack the one verse that I want to share. So Jeremiah 1, we'll start with verses 4 through 10. The Bible says this. The word of the Lord came to me saying, this is Jeremiah, check this out. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. I'm about 17 is what the scholars say. But the Lord said, Do not say, I am too young, I am too this, I'm from this part of town, I don't have what it takes. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid of them, the haters, the naysayers, the non-believers. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth. And he said to me, I have put words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, and to overthrow, but more importantly, to build and to plant. Yeah, you can clap for that. We can stop right there, and that's everything that we need to hear. Because it's amazing, like I don't want to miss what the text says. He says he knew him before, he placed him in his mother's room before. And we think about Jack, like, we're gonna celebrate next week, so I want you to imagine the mission that God knew that Jesus was gonna do on this earth. But sometimes what happens is like we have this mission that God has planted in our lives, this, this calling that he has, but, but we 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 buy into the labels that everybody else puts on us, right? Like, we, we buy into those labels. That's what we do. I mean, like, I, when you go, like, if you go in a store and you got all these drinks, all these drinks, they have labels, right? I remember one time, like, I was, I was uh, on my way to, to Kansas City. My son plays college football, Missouri Western, and I'm on the, the turnpike there, and, and I stop in this, this, this truck stop there in Kansas. I don't know what part of Kansas it was. It was country Kansas. Let me just say that, right? And I thought I want to be a little healthy, right? So I, I grab a... A naked juice, and I know some of you guys are saying that ain't healthy. It's a lots of sugar, but it's health- healthier than my other options that I had in there. Can I get an amen, right? Amen. And so I get the naked juice as my gas is pumping, and I go out to the car and put the gas up. And before I leave, I'm going to go ahead and drink the naked juice before I get on the highway. And I took a sip of the naked juice, and something wasn't Right? And I drank just a little bit more just to make sure it was just that something that should have been right that wasn't right. And it definitely wasn't right. It was nasty and it was extra chalky and it, it, it just tasted sour. Yeah, I did exactly that. I kind of threw up in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I go back in the store and I go to the counter, nice lady, country. And I said, ma'am, there's something wrong with this naked juice. She said, what do you mean? I said, I think it's spoiled. I think it's old, but the problem is I looked at the date, and you can't see what the date is. It's kind of marked off there. She said, well, sir, there's nothing I can do. You're going to have to consult the manufacturer. There's probably a 1-800 number on there. You need to call naked. I said, ma'am, this is a $3.47 drink. I need you to do something about it. You know what I'm saying? now, she wasn't hearing me, so I was like, she said, there's probably some numbers on there. So I literally, I bought some beef jerky, and I took my old naked juice out and went to the car and minded my business. You know what I'm saying? And so, And, and as I'm sitting here thinking about this, when she said that I needed to consult the manufacturer, what she was saying is that, The only person that knows what's going on in there, the only person that knows what's on the inside, the only person that knows the day is the manufacturer. As a matter of fact, and I'm about to preach that today. As a matter of fact, the title of today's message is Consult the Manufacturer. I want you to turn around to your neighbor right now and say, consult the manufacturer. Turn around to your other neighbor, your second choice, your second choice, and say, consult the manufacturer. And that's what I'm gonna preach on today. So the, again, the one verse I'm gonna preach on of all this sums up all of Jeremiah 1. I promise you. It's one verse. So it's Jeremiah 1:5. Everybody say one verse. One verse. So I'm gonna read this and we'll unpack it a little bit at a time. Verse five. This is important. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. As a prophet to the nations. Let's just sit on this for a second. God is saying, before you were born, I knew you. Before I put you in your mother's womb, I knew. I want you to feel the gravity of that. Like God saying, like, you may think, I don't want this. If I had this, I wish I was born in this family. And if I wasn't this, you don't understand my island background. And you don't understand what he did to me. I don't care what I know God says about you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I have something amazing for you. And really people, the distance between you and the amazing thing that God has for you is the decisions, right? Like Jeremiah, he came to him, oh, I'm too young. And some of you guys kind of chuckle at that, but that's the excuse you use. I'm too black. I'm too white. I'm too broke. I'm too poor. I'm too this. I'm too that. Just feeling your I'm too this. And that's what you do. That's the excuses that you make. And why you don't step into all that God has for you. Oh, well, you know what? He's he's an okay guy. And you settle for somebody that you know is not God's best. But Jeremiah, like God spoke to me, he said, he put his hand on his mouth and said, don't say that. But the thing is, is we end up buying into these labels. As a matter of fact, like you will give yourself a label like that the world says about you. And you look at people and you begin to give them labels for that. As a matter of fact, we're just going to play a little game for a moment. I have these drinks on here. And I want you, as I hold them up, I want you to begin to think about who this person is that drinks this drink. What do they look like? What do they act like? What do they talk like? What do they walk like? Do you hang out with them? Do you even like them? And some of you guys will have really strong opinions about a drink. I'm just saying, like, let's go ahead and start with this. Y'all know this person, right? Some of y'all like, I'm sitting by her. You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all know her, right? You know what she looks like. You know what she acts like. You know what she talks like. You know what she walks like. How about this person right here? Y'all know this person? My man clapping over there. He drank one before he came in. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, y'all know this person, right? How about this person? They trying to get it right. You know what I'm saying? They trying. They feel better about themselves, you know what I'm saying? Zero. Dark soda. Anyway, um, how about this person? Is she very similar to the first person? You know what I'm saying? Like, and y'all got an opinion about her, right? Yeah. You even got a name for her. You call her a name. You know what I'm saying? Y'all looking around. I see her now. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, how about this person? Oh, y'all clapping. We got a lot of sweet tea folks out here in South Florida. You know what I'm saying? And, and why is this sweet tea got to be in such a big can? You know what I'm saying? Like, it only fit in a cup holder. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just walking around holding this thing, right? How about this one? There's some of y'all right here? You know what I'm saying? How about this one here? Yeah. I'm totally thrown off because y'all ain't fitting no stereotype of some coconut water. Like I Yeah, girl, coconut water. What? You know you lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, drink it. Oh, how about this one right here? Y'all clapping. Yeah, hablo espanol, you know what I'm saying? See, see, amigo. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, oh, this one right here, this one right here, this one right here. This is hilarious, same thing happened in the last service. I got a whole lot of y'all looking like, I don't know who that person is, the black folks like we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me stop before I go to hell. But anyway, like <laughs> I think <laughs> I think y'all get the point, right? Like You begin to define people just by, like you have an opinion about folks just by the drink that I held up. And what happens is in society, people have opinions about you by how you look, by what you say. They don't look on the inside. But this is a lesson, and this sermon is important because in 1 Samuel, this is when God teaches that that although man looks at the outside, that God looks at what's on the inside like God looks at the heart. And some of you guys are settling for the labels that people are giving you. And God wants to tell you that. He said, I knew you before you were in your mother's room, and he made you for greatness he appointed you to do some amazing things and you think that your calling and what he's appointed you to do is how you make your money those are not the same thing you gotta ask yourself what is the calling What is God put in me that I can't shake and I know that it's something that I'm supposed to do and so when we talk about these cans and bottles they're all different shapes some of them are plastic <laughs> some of them are see-through some are glass tough like all different shapes and texture, but the only person that truly knows what's going on in there is the manufacturer. And we talk about our manufacturer. There's a, there's a divine manufacturer. I just want you to imagine you're not an accident. I don't want to go through the math of, about how what had to happen and gazillions of, gazillions of odds of what the sperm had to do to make sure that you're here. But God knew all of that. And I mean, like some of you guys, like you just go through life and you're, you're settling. When God knew you before, we're not talking about before you were in your mother's womb and you're settling for not doing the best in school, not doing best in your relationships, not going for that promotion, not doing good with your money by settling. What is the manufacturer saying to you and about you? The first thing if you're taking notes is this. He's saying, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were in the room, it's important like after, but you think about before, he said, I got a plan for you. And some of you guys are like, Pastor Scott, like I really want to know that plan. And the problem for many of you is God has told you that plan. Like he knew you before he called you. Like God calls you, he knows you when he calls you. You know, like spam callers, they call you, they don't even know you. Like they try to, man, they, they getting tricky now. They calling you from like your cousin's phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey, what? And what I like to do, I just, I answer the phone. And if you don't say nothing for about the first five seconds, I'm either hanging up or I just start speaking a language you ain't never even heard of. What did you say? Yeah, that's what I said. Same thing you're about to say. And I don't need no car insurance or health insurance or whatever you're trying to sell. But God knows you before he, he calls you. In other words, God knew what was on the inside. He didn't give you no labels. About nine years ago, it was actually in 2015. The only reason I knew it because I looked at the bottom of this can. I don't know what the odds are of me getting this can, but I had a 12-pack a of something at the house for the holidays, right? And so I remember opening up. I was going through the can, and there was this one can in there that didn't have a label on it. And as you guys know, I'm an illustration guy. I got like a box at my house and bags, that I have all things that I run up on and see like, oh, I can use that in a sermon. And this was that thing, and it was, again, 2015. It's been sitting in there. And for today's message, God wanted me to use it to remind you that this is how God sees you. You ain't got no labels on the outside, and guess what? The only person that knows what's on the inside of this is the manufacturer. And God wanted me to remind you that what they say about you doesn't matter. What He says about you is what matters. And He says, if you got questions about what I got for you, ma'am, you need to consult the manufacturer because the only way that I even would know what this is is I have to consult the manufacturer. And many of you guys, you're selling for labels. And what's in here is a, like, you don't even know what's in it. Some of you guys, like, you could only wonder, because I don't know. I don't even know if it came from the same batch of whatever plant. I just know that there's something in here. But here's what I also know, is the manufacturer knew what was going in this can before he knew that the can was a Can. Oh, some of you guys are missing that. I'm preaching better than y'all responding. The manufacturer knew where you was going to be born, what you were going to do, what you were going to go through. But here's the deal, but he's also giving you free will to make some decisions. Many of you guys, you keep running into roadblocks and setups because you're not consulting the manufacturer. You're consulting you, and you're doing what you want to do. The manufacturer says, I got some things bigger and better for you, but I need you to consult the manufacturer. And I promise you right now, if you consult the manufacturer, relationship that you're in right now, you will end it tomorrow. Yeah, you can laugh at that all you want to because you know it's true. And that's real talk. That job that you got, you don't even like those people. <laughs> talk about them every day. The only reason that you don't keep taking that test is because you're scared. The manufacturer says, I got something on the other side of you going through taking this test four or five times before you come to be a nurse. Like, but some of you guys are settling. But you got to be willing to consult the manufacturer before the world knew you. He called you by name. So I knew you. Second thing you were taking notes is this. I set you apart. Before you were born, what did God say? I set you apart. You know, I think about like, my time. Some of you guys know my story. I haven't always been a preacher. Uh, matter of fact, I used to be a prison warden. At the age of 25, I was one of the youngest prison wardens in the country. And I had an old Marine that took a risk on a young 25-year-old kid and made me a prison warden, but at that time, like, I, I didn't know what my call, I knew I was supposed to do something, I knew I was supposed to speak or communicate, somewhere in there that God was going to use me somehow to communicate, to set the captives free, to, to be able to share a good word, to be a positive encouragement, I knew that's what it was, I just didn't know all the details of how, and everybody said, oh, it's going to be a disaster, you're going to have riots, why would you put this kid as a warden? Again, I was 25 years old, but I was just being obedient, I didn't call myself to do that, I did the work, I got my master's degree in criminal justice management administration, and I was just, walking. And as God began to open the doors, if he's the one calling, I at least have a responsibility to answer the phone and say, hello, God, is this you that you're talking? Because I had some peers that were young also. They had the opportunity. They said they weren't ready yet. Just like Jeremiah, I'm 17. I don't speak well. I can't do this. And that's where many of you are. But God sent me here today to tell you no more. You're settling for, man, a discounted version of yourself. Like, there was a time when you believed in yourself, and if you haven't believed in yourself, today is the day that you do because you're reminded that the God of the universe, he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb, and that's important. you got to understand that. You can clap. Allows me to wipe my face as I transition. You know what I'm saying? But um, and, and I think about prison like, I want to speak to those that are in prison right now. My day CI and Homestead, I'm not just talking to them. I'm talking to every single one of you because many of you guys, you're in a prison, this box of life, and it's a box that's called settling. You're settling for less than. That's why we, we, we have a generation right now that, that's so fond of searching They're searching the internet. They're searching Instagram. They're searching TikTok. They're searching what they're doing. They're searching what the Kardashians are doing. They're searching what the next trends are. They're searching what Keith Lee wants you to eat. They're searching and they're searching and they're searching and they're searching and they're searching. And the problem is it's a generation doing so much searching that they're settling in the searching phase. And if you settle in the searching phase, you will never find the becoming phase and the finding phase. And the finding phase is when God is able to do what he wants to do in your life. Stop settling for searching. I like it too, thank you. (laughs) Don't settle for searching. Again, you don't believe that God has set you apart. That's why you're constantly trying to fit in. I set you apart. Again, what's around you, and what you've been through, that doesn't determine where you're going. God wants you to know that you have a call on your life that existed on this earth before he even formed you in your mother's room. The more you recognize what God thinks about you, the less you'll worry about what other people think about you. They tell you, you know what, I don't think you're good enough. You know what you need to say? You better consult the manufacturer. <laughs> again, like, again, but some of you guys, like, you go through some stuff and you get shook and you're like, oh, I can't do this. What am I going to do? Like, and the problem is, you know, what happens when, when things get shook up? What happens when things get shook up? What happened with my people on the front row? Like, I don't know what happened, I don't know what happened, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But again, th- when things get shook up, and some of you guys, that's how you are, things get shook up, and you're just you're expecting something to explode. But wh- when things get shook up, if you just take a pause, and just sit there and consult the manufacturer, don't get all caught up. The reason why there's so much anxiety and worry and depression, because some of you guys can't handle getting shook up just a little bit. God said, When you feel like you're getting shook up, I want you just to pause and consult the manufacturer because this thing ain't made to flow like that. It's not made to worry and get stressed out. And y'all were stressed out over me just shaking a little soda, but that's how your life is, but you got to consult the manufacturer. Cause I'm telling you, we got so much worry and depression and stress because the world is telling you should be worried, depressed, and stressed. Man, I'm t- I mean, the drug industry is making a living off of telling you you should be worried. There's so many. I promise your mom and them, daddy and them, grandma and grandpa and them dealt with a lot worse stuff than what we are dealing with, and they didn't even know what a psychotropic drug was. You better drink a Sprite, Seven Up. Ginger ale, <laughs> baking soda water, something, gargle. I'm telling you, you're, you you got to understand you're set apart, you're different. You're different than, than them. Your dreams are different, they're still real. Many of you are like Jeremiah I'm too young, I don't speak well, I'm not good enough. I was born into an island family. I, I have a record. I got a felony. I have mental health issues. I'm stressed. I'm depressed. I'm divorced. I'm this. I'm that. I didn't make the A-team last time. I didn't get any play time this time. This didn't happen for me. Didn't make the cheer squad. Didn't do this. I failed the class. I did this. I did this. I lost him. I don't got a relationship. I, and you got all these different things, all these different stories that you play in your life. And so the question is like, what are you going to do? Like when God says, no, like, man, there's more in you. If you would just, re- if you would just realize what God has put in you. Now you gotta do the work. God's put it in you, because I promise, here's the question I have for you. God's saying, sir, ma'am, young man, young lady, couple, I put some amazingness in you, but are you doing everything to step into everything that I put in you? And can you answer that question with an emphatic yes? No, you can't, because many of you are selling, some of you guys, you're stepping into greatness, but there's more. This is the message about more. This is the message about what God put in you. And when you understand what God put in you, you had no responsibility to say, I got to get out of me what God put in me because God wants me to use it to go reach the world, to go make a difference and to change generations. Last thing he said is this, and this is when the band will come play behind me to make me sound more spiritual. As I close, and I say this every time, but it's still a good joke, I'm going to say it. And in the black church, it means... We got another four hours and 57 minutes, you know what I'm saying? And a war. <laughs> you gotta consult the manufacturer. <laughs> Where are we, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, last thing if you're taking notes is this. I appointed you. Everybody say, I appointed you. God, young lady, God has appointed you for greatness. God's appointed you for greatness. God's appointed you for more than what you're doing. I know you're sitting in the back. You came in late. God's appointed you for greatness. He's at the club last night. God has appointed you for greatness. You're here for a reason, not just in this room, but on this earth. Last part of the verse. He says, I appointed you as... Y'all know I got a little bit of ADD, and my mind almost read that a whole different way. I removed, I I dropped the letter and added a letter. Lord, forgive me. I'm just saying, I'm not going to say it. At least I didn't say it, because I ain't trying to be on nobody's TikTok going to hell. You know what I'm saying? I thought they changed it to something. Y'all got me scared, man. I don't even know what's going on. I appointed you as and you fill in the blanks what did God appointed you to do what did he appoint you to do like I told you I knew God appointed me to communicate I I knew I was going to communicate all my life since I was a little kid I was talking class clown I didn't know but I was just talking I remember people saying you need to go to college and be an attorney because you can sell sand to a beach you know what I'm saying I didn't know I was just, just talking right but some of you guys know my story. I told you I was a prison warden and then I felt like the Lord called me into ministry. I didn't know, I thought I was gonna do prison ministry. I didn't know. But I went into a full-time ministry. I remember this and some of you guys have heard this story before, but I remember when I was first to preach my first message, I'd never preached before, right? I was at a church, we did this like audition, like I won the audition. That week, I'm set to go preach that week and for whatever reason, leadership said that you're not good enough and you're not gonna preach this week. And, and so I just took it. I get it done two things, oh man, I'm tripping, whatever. It's like, here's the deal. God, you're the one that called me to it. I know if you called me to it, you'll see me through it. Again, what I got to understand, I quit listening to them. I only listened to him. I don't care what they say. And so everything was cool. So I continued on, somebody else preached the message. And in a, in a backstory, about three weeks before that, Pastor Raul, who's the executive pastor here at Church by the Glaze, about 15 years ago. He was the exec, executive pastor at another church out here in South Florida. He came through and visited our campus. The only thing he heard me do was to get up and do announcements for about 90 seconds. And three weeks after they said, no, you're not good enough, you're 17, you don't speak well, you're too young, you're too this, you can't do this. He said, hey, would you come, he said, would you come preach at our church? Really large church out here in South Florida and said, you know what? I, I got a message already ready to go that I think that God gave me. I'm here to tell you that I preached that message for the very I'd never preached before at a church. I preached that message for the very first time 15 years ago. And I'm here to tell you that for the last 15 years, God has opened the doors for me to speak to literally millions of people all around the world. And I'm here to tell you today that there's some people that are gonna tell you no, gonna tell you what you ain't got. But if God has called you to it, he will see you through it. There's gonna be some things in your life, I'm here to tell you they're gonna That you're not smart enough. You better consult the manufacturer. You're not skilled enough. You better consult the manufacturer. You were born on the wrong side of the tracks. You better consult the manufacturer. You can't come back from that setback. You better consult the manufacturer. You're always gonna be broke. Oh no I'm not. You better consult the manufacturer. You can't heal that broken heart in the back. You better consult the manufacturer. I can't find a godly spouse. You better consult the manufacturer. I can't be a faithful serving in ministry you better consult the manufacturer scott you can't preach the word of god you better consult the manufacturer i can't be on the a team you better consult the manufacturer i can't play college sports i can't become a pro you got questions about your sexuality you better consult the manufacturer you can't break free from that anxiety and that stress, better consult the manufacturer. The God is, the the doctors is giving your grandma, your mom, your family member a bad diagnosis. You can settle what they say, or you can consult the manufacturer to hear what he says. My friends, my sons, my daughters, young people, old people from the front to the back, those online, I don't know what you came here to carry. Many of you, is generational curses that people have told you gonna be on your life. You're always gonna be addicted. You're always gonna be this, you're always gonna be that. Next time somebody tries to put that on you, you're gonna say, you know what? I need to consult the manufacturer. You can clap for that. The beautiful thing about it is that I recognize the one that gave me the gift. So in Christmas season, when you sit around the tree with your family and you open your gifts, I want you to take a moment and just pause and just think for a moment and let it be a reminder that as a believer, as a Christian, all of the greatest gifts that you have, they all were given to you by God. Let's pray. Father I thank you so much for every single person's under the sound of my voice all across this room let's just get real right now if you say you know what I've been living my life where I haven't been consulting the manufacturer I've been listening to what the world says and I want to make my life be about stepping into my purpose into my calling into my destiny I want to be a better version of myself God I want to step into the version of myself that you have for me God if that's you and that's your prayer all across this room and online I want you just to raise your hand high right now you're saying that, oh my gosh hands up all across the room God I pray right now as your sons and daughters are, are making a commitment commitment. commitment to consult the manufacturer God I pray they can't get through this week without blessing and breakthrough coming in on their lives God I say they had questions God I pray that you would give them supernatural answers for those that need healing Lord we pray for healing right now relationships that are hanging on by a thread I pray that you mend them for those that don't have a relationship with you Lord I pray that you draw them closer to you that those that have stress and anxiety I pray that that stress and anxiety would leave they would drop the psychotropic drugs and Lord that you would begin to free them God I don't know all the details of every single hand ray the one in the far back with hands wide open but I know that you do God I pray pray that you bless your people let them know that things are so amazing if they would simply consult the manufacturer it's in Jesus name we pray and everybody said Amen Thanks again for listening to this week's message we hope you enjoyed the podcast today to hear more messages like this make sure you subscribe and share with your friends Don't forget to stay connected with us by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CB Glades at Pastor D. Hughes.